Hello and welcome to a new series of the Zero to Finals podcast where we're going to be covering paediatric rheumatology. My name is Tom and in this first episode we're going to be going through juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash JIA or in the rheumatology section of the Zero to Finals paediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Juvenile idiopathic arthritis or JIA refers to a condition that affects children and adolescents and causes autoimmune inflammation in the joints. It's diagnosed when there is arthritis without any other cause lasting more than six weeks in a patient under the age of 16. It's also known as juvenile chronic arthritis and juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. The key features of inflammatory arthritis are joint pain, joint swelling and joint stiffness. There are a number of different subtypes of juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Each one has individual characteristics and is associated with different serology, which are different blood test results. It's worth remembering five key subtypes, which are systemic JIA, polyarticular JIA, oligoarticular JIA, enthesitis-related arthritis, and juvenile psoriatic arthritis. And we're going to go through each of these in more detail. First, let's start with systemic juvenile idiopathic arthritis. This is also known as Stills disease. It is a systemic illness that can occur throughout childhood in boys and girls. It's classified as an idiopathic inflammatory condition where there's inflammation in the body without a clear cause. Typical features are a subtle salmon pink rash, high swinging fevers, enlarged lymph nodes, weight loss, joint inflammation and joint pain, splenomegaly, muscle pain, and pleuritis and pericarditis. Antinuclear antibodies and rheumatoid factor are typically negative. There will be raised inflammatory markers with raised CRP, ESR, platelets, and serum ferritin. A key complication is something called macrophage activation syndrome or MAS where there is severe activation of the immune system with a massive inflammatory response. This presents with an acutely unwell child with disseminated intravascular coagulopathy or DIC, anemia, thrombocytopenia, bleeding and a non-blanching rash. And it's a life-threatening emergency. A key investigation finding with macrophage activation syndrome is a low ESR. Now it's time for a Tom tip. Think of Stills disease or systemic JIA when a patient presents with a salmon pink rash, fevers and joint pain. In children that have fevers for more than five days, the key non-infective differentials to remember are Kawasaki disease, Stills disease, rheumatic fever and leukemia. Next, let's talk about polyarticular JIA. Polyarticular JIA involves idiopathic inflammatory arthritis in five joints or more. The inflammatory arthritis tends to be symmetrical and it can affect the small joints of the hands and feet, as well as the large joints such as the hips and the knees. In polyarticular JIA, there are minimal systemic symptoms, but there can be a mild fever, anemia and reduced growth. 
Systemic symptoms are mild, unlike systemic onset JIA, or Stills disease. Polyarticular JIA is the equivalent of rheumatoid arthritis that occurs in adults. Most children are negative for rheumatoid factor and are described as seronegative. When rheumatoid factor is positive, they're described as seropositive. Seropositive patients tend to be older children and adolescents and the disease pattern is closer to rheumatoid arthritis. Next, let's talk about oligoarticular JIA. And this is also known as porchyarticular JIA. It involves four joints or less. Usually, it only affects a single joint, which is described as a monoarthritis. It tends to affect the larger joints, often the knee or the ankle, and it occurs more frequently in girls under the age of six years. A classic condition associated with oligoarticular JIA is anterior uveitis. Patients should be referred to an ophthalmologist for management and follow-up of uveitis. Patients tend not to have any systemic symptoms and inflammatory markers will be normal or mildly elevated. Antinuclear antibodies are often positive, however rheumatoid factor is usually negative. Next, let's talk about enthesitis-related arthritis. Enthesitis-related arthritis is more common in male children over 6 years. It can be thought of as the paediatric version of the seronegative spondyloarthropathy group of conditions that affect adults. These conditions are ankylosing spondylitis, psoriatic arthritis, reactive arthritis, and inflammatory bowel disease-related arthritis. Patients have inflammatory arthritis in the joints as well as enthesitis. An enthesis, or plural enthesis, is the point at which the tendon inserts into bone. Enthesitis is inflammation of this insertion point of the tendon into the bone. Enthesitis can be caused by traumatic stress, such as through repetitive strain during sporting activities, or it can be caused by an autoimmune inflammatory process. An MRI scan of the affected joint can demonstrate enthesitis, but it cannot distinguish between enthesitis due to stress or due to an autoimmune process. The majority of patients with enthesitis-related arthritis have the HLA-B27 gene. This is a particular genetic variant of the human leukocyte antigen gene, or HLA. When you're assessing patients for enthesitis-related arthritis, also look for and consider signs and symptoms of psoriasis, such as psoriatic plaques and nail pitting, and also inflammatory bowel disease, such as intermittent diarrhea and rectal bleeding. Patients with enthesitis-related arthritis are prone to anterior uveitis affecting the eye, and they should see an ophthalmologist for screening even if they are asymptomatic. Patients with enthesitis will be tender to localised palpation of the entheses. It's worth palpating key areas to elicit tenderness of the entheses, and these areas are the interphalangeal joints in the hand, the wrist, over the greater trochanter on the lateral aspect of the hip, the quadriceps insertion at the anterior superior iliac spine, 
the quadriceps and patella tendon insertion points around the patella, the base of the Achilles at the calcaneus, and the metatarsal heads on the base of the foot. The final subtype of JIA to talk about is juvenile psoriatic arthritis. Psoriatic arthritis is a seronegative inflammatory arthritis associated with psoriasis, the skin condition. The pattern of joint involvement in juvenile psoriatic arthritis varies. Patients can have a symmetrical polyarthritis affecting the small joints, similar to rheumatoid arthritis, or they can have an asymmetrical arthritis affecting the large joints in the lower limb. Juvenile psoriatic arthritis is associated with several signs on examination. There will be plaques of psoriasis on the skin, pitting of the nails, which we call nail pitting, onycholysis, which is separation of the nail from the nail bed, dactylitis, which is inflammation of a full finger, and enthesitis, which is inflammation of the entheses, which is the points at which tendons insert into bone. So let's talk in general about the management of juvenile idiopathic arthritis. The management should be coordinated by a specialist in paediatric rheumatology with a specialist multidisciplinary team. The aim of treatment is to reduce the inflammation in the joints, minimise symptoms and maximise function. Medical treatments depend on the severity and the response to treatment and they involve non-steroidal anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen, steroids which can be oral, intramuscular or intra-articular, disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs or DMARDs such as methotrexate, sulfasalazine and leflunamide, and biological therapy such as the tumor necrosis factor inhibitors atanercept, infliximab and adalimumab. So thanks for listening to this episode on juvenile idiopathic arthritis. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. You can find written notes on all the podcast topics in the Zero to Finals books available on Amazon. And you can download full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books from Audible. You can also find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you join me for the next episode, which will be on Erler's danlos Syndrome.